to Fill Your Soul podcast. My name is Paige. Hello, my name is Kira. And I'm Shan. And if you listened last episode, you're well aware of our special guest that we have today. But for any of you who didn't tune in last episode, really excited to have on the CEO of the Yacht Week, which we talked about how we did that in Croatia. And we were able to meet Barry at Yacht Week. So really excited to have him on. And I'll let Barry introduce himself. Well, firstly, thank you for having me on. This was a a long time in the making of us actually being able to get this together. So thanks very much. I'm Barry. I'm the CEO of Day 8 and the Yacht Week. We do a couple of other trips aside from yachting. We've got the Ski Week as well. And we're an events business. So we run a lot of events under Yacht Week or under Day 8, some of which you will see and some of which are white label, but it's that's our forte. It's doing really, really complicated stuff on water at scale. That's amazing. And if you could tell our listeners, what is Yacht Week? What's the Yacht Week? The Yacht Week can be seen in two different ways. It's a floating festival. So in Croatia, on some of our bigger weeks, we'll have 50 or 60 yachts on the water and we curate everything. We curate every party. We make sure our guests are moved around. We do really cool stuff on the water. We tie all the boats together in a big circle. And it's a big circle raft. We've got a DJ boat that's in the middle of that raft that, that plays uh, music. All the DJs, all the curation through the week is done by us and, and our team. And we provide a skipper for each yacht as well. And if you want to have a host, uh, a host will be on board, which will cook for you, the, the food that they produce is, is quite mind-boggling, actually. And we, we train all of our own skippers and hosts so that these aren't just people that we, that we pull from any old place. We've got a, another business called Quarterdeck. And Quarterdeck is um, the platform that we use to recruit people um, to help us to run the Yacht Week. So if you've got a certain type of licenses for sailing, at the beginning of our season, we run five weeks of what we call Academy. And we train our skippers to be able to do all the crazy stuff that we do with the boats. And we also train our hosts on how to live with our guests, serve our guests, cook on a boat in, in either a small galley kitchen or on a catamaran. So they go through this whole process to make sure that the guest experience that we commit to on Yacht Week is truly the best week of your life. You were able to meet him and he was there our week. So it was really exciting to be able to have the opportunity to get a tour from Barry and just the whole history of the Yacht Week, which is why we're really excited to have him on today. And he talked a lot about the host and the skipper, and we had both. So we can speak to the to our experience. And I think that was probably one of my favorite parts is just like your team and how you guys have been able to curate this like amazing community of who Yacht Week is attracting, but also who you're hiring in terms of who's representing the Yacht Week. Our first question would be, how do you guys go about hiring for the Yacht Week and like attracting the people who are going on Yacht Week? We've got three groups of people, four really, four groups of people that make the Yacht Week come to life. We've got the support team in London. It's not a head office. With If we're not doing something to support the team on the water, traditionally I say stop doing it. You know, we're here to, to service and support them. So that's our London office where we do all the really interesting stuff like finance and commercial deals and so on. And then you've got, like I said, your skippers and hosts. 
in order to be a skipper, you have to have a certain level of training. So normally you have to have a yacht master and you would then come on our academy for a week. Academy is a pass fail. So we don't just take any anybody. We teach the skippers how to do med mooring, how to get the boats. And, and essentially what you're trying to do is create an environment where when you've got, say, 500 people on the water, safety is our primary concern. OK, so we go through quite a heavy week um, with our skippers and it's really at the beginning of the season. So it's normally really cold, really rainy, really bad weather. And we then assess if they're going to be right for us in terms of yacht week. So that's safety. But also they've got to be the right type of people culturally. Um, we don't just take anybody. One of the mantras that we have is don't be a dick. I don't like I don't hire dickheads. They just don't. It never works for a product like this where you guys know because you are guests on your week, the skipper and the host can either make or break your week. That's that's really important. Host as well, slightly lower barrier to entry where you have to have had some um, culinary experience. And it's the one thing where if you haven't, you can come on Academy, but the likelihood is you'll fail pretty quickly because the range of food and the way that we display our food and, and the way that we provide satisfaction from a host perspective is really challenging. I mean, you guys can, you because you were there to attest to it. So provisioning for 10 people mm -hmm. on a small yacht is not easy. And, and trying to make sure that throughout that whole week, all the breakfasts and all the dinners that are provided on the yacht are done to the very highest standard. So that's quarter deck. And then we've got our events team. So in previous years, we would have interns come and work for us, right? So we would provide them with a good time, provide them with accommodation, relatively low paid. But this is a role where as an intern, you get pretty well exposed to some really interesting people. It get, puts you in a leadership position where you're working with guests that can really, you know, a lot of our uh, interns actually stay on and, and work permanently in the business. We've got one uh, particular intern, Lydia. When I first met Lydia, she was an intern five years ago. She's now our commercial director. So she's gone through that whole thing in five years of being an intern all the way to being a really senior person in our business. I love that you guys provide internships and it can also develop into a career. I feel like that's a lot of college students dream job. So maybe if you could touch a little bit more on that and explain the role of the internship on Yacht Week. The interns that we have in our event crew are really important to us, not only because they help to keep guests happy, help to make sure that logistics between parties are happy, guest relations, check-ins and check-outs are done, but also they're there to make sure that they see some guests and they maybe not, you know, as gregarious as you guys are. They make sure that people are feeling the vibe and, and that they're a part of the party as well. So that the, the interns this year was the first year in Croatia that we've had a crew yacht. So that's all the interns on a yacht and then they follow the route. How we used to do it was it was quite hard. They'd be in accommodation and then get ferries to the different islands to get the parties ready and so on. This year, it's cost us a bit more, but I think it's certainly improved the guest experience by having a medic and our DJs where they need to be and our event managers where we need to be as well. And then we've got ground crew as well. So we've got a crew in Croatia and a crew in Greece, which is where the bulk of Yacht Week happens. And they're there to make sure that they've got local language. So we work with a lot of Croatian nightclubs and restaurants and so on so that we just make sure that all of that stuff works in the background 
to try and provide a seamless guest experience. This is so fun because these are all things that I'm learning right now in this episode. So thanks so much for breaking this all down. With so much going into this, what are some of the challenges that you've come across? Uh, another big factor which provides some huge challenge for us, and that is the weather. <laughs> so in Croatia specifically, if you think now, this summer, this week alone, we've had massive winds. Greece at the moment, you're, the temperatures are like 45 degrees. And if you're on a yacht and you don't have aircon, that's not a great place to be. So there's lots of problem solving that goes on through the week that we try and do that it doesn't hit the guest experience. And we try and sometimes have to move the route around so it's not, it's fluid. So one day we pretend we're trying to go to Fort George, say, and if there's bad weather, we'd have to move that to later in the week. We have a set piece called the circle raft. So that's where we raft all of the yachts in a big circle in a bay and have a party in the, in, in the circle where the yachts are. If you go on our Instagram, you'll see lots of circle rafts, probably more visual thing to see than for me to try and explain it. But sometimes weather prevents that from happening. And the disappointing thing for guests, I suppose, is when they come on, if they don't get that circle raft, it could be something that they're quite um, upset about because they've seen so much of it. So we try our level best to remain as fluid and deliver 100% of the programming as we can every single week. And each you know, each destination has got different challenges. For instance, Greece is smaller. So the max amount of yachts that we can put on uh, in Greece is 25. So that's including staff, just over 300 people. Um, because the marinas are smaller, um, you, it's, it's harder to find bigger venues that, that, that you're getting in, um, in Croatia. So there's a lot of factors that determine the size and shape of the route in Greece versus the route in Croatia. And then in Croatia as well, we've done something called segmentation. So you've got what we call the original floating festival. So that's what you guys did was the original floating festival. We have a big festival in Croatia called Ultra Festival. I think they've also got it in Miami and a few different places. Mm -hmm. And 60,000 people descend upon split. And that's one of our biggest routes. So Ultra route, you get to go to the festival on the weekend. And then we take the vibe and the music uh, from Ultra into the rest of the week. So there's a party at Fort George, which has got similar type of music and vibe, and the whole week is curated slightly differently. We've got another week called Rhythm and Waves. So this is hip hop. So we curate the whole week around hip hop, reggaeton, different style of music as well. And what we found is some people just travel because they want to go to Croatia and they want to go to Yacht Week. And there's others that would prefer to go and do drum code. So drum code is something that we've done for the last couple of years, which is techno. So they'd prefer to go because they love techno. They don't just like, you know, EDM. So we've tried to curate different weeks to try and attract similar minded people to come onto the water and enjoy it in a different way. We travel with about 51 different nationalities. And the real challenge there is not everybody likes the same music, <laughs> you know, so we can bust out the old Mamma Mia's every now and then and do a bit of cheesy, cheesy wedding disco type stuff. But the reality of it is we try and curate that music to be as inclusive as we possibly can, but you're not going to get it right all the time. So we have in-house DJs and those in-house DJs have learned over the years how to curate a week that hopefully you have a touch point in every party that will be it'll be universal and everybody will come and have a great time as well. 
Yeah, I will say one of my favorite parts, I think of the whole week was just getting to meet all of the staff, the skippers and the hosts. And we also noticed we were like, everything runs so smoothly. Like you pull up everybody in their yachts, you all are docked, then a water taxi comes, brings you to land. When you get to land, there's a bus that appeared. The bus brings you exactly where you have to go. Like everything just ran so smooth and like clockwork. I truly felt that we got to just spend the week worrying about nothing except just having fun because everything was just so seamless with the way it was organized. The behind the scenes stuff for me is really interesting. So, you know, Netflix and a few other big platforms have, have been trying to get a show on Yacht Week for goodness me, as long as I've been around. And we say no, because, well, A, I like to tell our story to people that are there. B, it could be told in a way that I don't think really reflects what we do as a business. But the one the one area that we have been maybe a bit more open to is doing something that is behind the scenes. Because you're right, Kira, that the amount of work that goes into making that seamless is huge, right? It's massive. Mm-hmm. And we, through the winter, a lot of that work gets done. So the negotiation of the contracts with taxi boats and buses and so on. But there's even little things that we've done year on year where we take a view. So if you're at Carpe Diem Island, so Carpe Diem Island is a, it's an island, which is also a nightclub. And then you have to leave the island at a certain time. And if you're trying to get 500 people moving from one small island onto VAR with taxi boats and people are having to queue for 45 minutes, that's a rubbish experience, really, really rubbish experience. So we do lots of little things in the summer and we test things at the back end of each season to try and solve some of these problems. So reducing the wait times, making sure that, you know, we get certain crews moved on in quicker succession than others. So there's lots of that daily briefings with the skippers, overcoming all of those issues that we have, because genuinely, I think the superpower and all that stuff that you do in the background is if your guests don't feel it. It's like you're, you're like a swan, like under the water, everything that's going on. But then hopefully it just looks really, really easy and smooth on the top of the water. Yeah, definitely. I honestly think that there's so much that goes behind Yacht Week and we just see the partying and we see all the fun, but there's just so much detail to it. So maybe you could tell people how you got into this. What's your background? So I started in hospitality, actually, in South Africa, running steakhouses all over Africa. I moved to the UK in November 29, 2000. (laughs) Won't remember. Won't forget that. Moved to the UK. There was a small change in the law around being South African and I took advantage of that moved to the UK I then did a series of a few different jobs still sort of in hospitality I was then joined a small business as a negotiation consultant and then got into private equity and in that private equity I've always been in the the holiday space holidays vacations that sort of thing I sold a business uh, six years ago just over six years ago and took six months to find out what I really wanted to do. And at the same time, the founders of this particular business was, were looking for somebody to come on and take the business on. They had run it for a while. They're, they're Swedish guys, possibly the nicest people I've ever met. I love them to pieces. They all moved back to Sweden. We're having kids. They were really looking for somebody to come on and run the business. And so I managed to convince them that I was the right guy for the job and came on and, you know, I sail, I ski. There was a lot of those synergies that came in and there was a lot of things that we had to fix when I first came in. They'd had a lot of their friends working in the business and they also went back to Sweden. So I had big gaps that I needed to fill in terms of 
people and team. And the core thing for me is, I mean, we own some laptops, we don't own any of the yachts. So actually our equity as a business is in our people. So it's about hiring absolutely the right people and the right culture as well. So you could be as good as your job as you want to be, but if you don't fit in culturally, it's never going to work. And that's skipper, host, London team, any one of those, we hire culture first. And that's really, really, really important for me as the person running this business. We were doing well, and then we walked straight into COVID. Boom, that all happened. What are some challenges that COVID brought? I would imagine it would have a big impact since the majority of the business is related to in-person experiences. So what challenges did, did it bring? Through COVID, I did not make one person redundant. We, as a board, decided that we were going to save as many jobs as we could. Everybody's job kind of changed and turned into customer service <laughs> as we were on the phone to the 12 or 13,000 guests that we had that were trying to come out to Croatia and so on. And in both of those, in both of the COVID years, the really hard COVID years, we still put, we still put boats on the water. We ran one week and we needed to run that week because every year we film new content. So that was the week that we had to go out with all our content creators to be able to create our launch videos for our bookings opening. Um, and that was in Croatia. The following year, you could travel, but there was a lot of restrictions with testing and so on. And we had to overcome some really weird, challenging things. So, for instance, in Greece, you weren't allowed to dance. <laughs> so people would be no. No. in your chair and you'd be dancing in your chair. Right. And so for me to then go and say to content creators, right, let's let's really capture this vibe. And people are in their chairs and they weren't allowed to play music at some stages. It was bonkers. So there's one particular one venue in Greece that said to us, tell you what, in order for you to get your shot, we're going to allow you to have a 20 minute party. That was the best Yacht Week party I think I've ever been to. Quick party. Yeah, it was 20 minutes just to get the right shots. And I think. I don't know if this is folklore or legend, but I think that for the rest of the season, that particular venue used to go, right, it's the 20-minute party. And they have this 20-minute party every single week. So, yeah, there was all sorts of challenges with, with COVID. We came out the other side. We wanted to make sure that we protected our brand as much as possible. So we communicated with every guest that we can. We gave back all the money, although we didn't have it. So one of the big challenges, well, we pay the charter companies for the boats. And then as guests pay us, we pay charter companies. So when COVID hit, we didn't get the money back. So it was quite difficult for us to give people their money back. So there was a, a time delay and we tried to manage that as sensitively as possible. And then as we started to come out of COVID, our storytelling in terms of our content had to change. And I wanted us to come out feeling maybe a bit fresher, maybe with a slightly different view on the world. Because if you've been locked down for a couple of years our average age guest is 29 and what happens is over those two years your life changes right you know 31 you're getting married your job has changed you maybe don't feel as into the kind of whole hedonistic vibe as you did before so there was a lot of that that we had to kind of reflect on and we talked to a lot of our guests so we did quite a lot of surveys to try and understand why people wanted to come on Yacht Week, why they didn't want to come on Yacht Week, what they loved, what they hated. And 
we've over this last season started to see how we're going to change that. So one of the major changes that we did this year, I'd like to think we are going to absolutely nail it next year. We've made a lot of learnings is to put a theme around the original floating festival. So this year was year of the sea myth. So this is mermaids and and, and sirens and all sorts of stuff. So we put some theming in every single one of the venues that we go to and each of the parties has got a theme. Massive challenge with theming is dudes, like getting guys to dress the right way. I can put any theme and you girls will be, I'm on it and you'll do it yeah. amazingly yes. well. But getting guys to do, so that's traditionally why you'll see this, oh, it's the white party because you just can't, you can't fuck that up, can you? Yeah, Come white tees. So getting the guys to dress in the right way to make sure that the parties look and feel as premium as we want to, is it, that's where some of that theming is really important. The other thing is, for the theme for this year, will be the only time that you can experience that theme. Next year is going to have a new theme. And uh, we've got a little bit more time and thinking and learnings. So from a production perspective, I would have liked for our venues to be a, a lot more audaciously dressed and to make sure that that the branding and the DJs and the merchandise and everything is a bit more tied together. So next year, huge amount of learnings for our theme for next year. Nope, I can't tell you what that is. Bring it to life. Hopefully it'll bring it to life. Well, we, we're actually asking guests as well what they would like to see. But I've got a really good idea in my head and the team have of what that's going to look like for next year. So it, that's really exciting. We launch, we launch our theme in January. So in January, that's where we do the big reveal of, of what that theme is going to be. And obviously that theme then goes all the way through our content. So I'm not sure if you've seen it and I'll send you a link uh, to it that you can put in the, the bio below of the Legends of the Sea Myth video that we did. We work with a incredible content creator called Anthony Rubenstein and he shot that video and most of it is done with AI. So it's a mix of some of our content and AI and two actors, I think, to bring that whole thing together to try and tell the story of the sea myth. And it's a really interesting video. And if you follow him, Anthony Rubenstein, on TikTok, you'll see the behind the scenes of how he put that together and how he made it work and, and so on. Really interesting in terms of how that content needs to work. The content is our biggest friend. It is, that's what we do. We sell holidays and festivals, but we also do content media. That's mm -hmm. it's our lifeblood. I love that. One of my favorite parts of Yacht Week was hands down the themes on every single night and every yacht and the group on the boats come up with their own theme. So we all booked ours together as a group in Cape Town. So our theme was safari theme. So we all had different animal prints and stuff like that, but it's cool to see all the other boats coming up with their own themes as well. Yeah, I mean, regatta is that set piece where everybody dresses up and we do a big, almost like a race. You've got your sails up and you're sailing and everybody's dancing and going crazy. It's amazing. It's one of my favorite parts of that week as well. I think that was my favorite day, hands down. What What are you guys, what were your, besides the those sort of things, what were your, what were the other memories that, that you will take away and live with for a long time? I think back to the point about having a host, I loved our host and we got really close with her and she just really enhanced every single day. You wake up, you have this huge breakfast course, like bagels and smoked salmon. And she used ingredients from all the different islands that we stopped at. Um, 
And we like considered for a second, oh, should we get a host? Should we just cook for ourselves? And I'm so glad we didn't. (laughs) It would go from like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to like caviar and salmon. So honestly, if anyone's considering not getting one, you should get one, in my opinion. (laughs) I would agree. I think it it saved us. It completely changes the experience. Made us not be hungover. We actually had nutrients in our body, which made a big difference. Keep going. And the day it was downpouring. And one day we had rain. She made us a huge pot of soup for lunch just because we were all chilling on the boat in the rain. It was amazing. Yeah. My favorite part was probably the fact that you'd meet really cool people, but I'd be like, I'm seeing you tomorrow. So it was cool because you got to build relationships and friendships, but I knew I was going to see them multiple times throughout the day. You meet people while you're traveling and your timing doesn't match up or you don't ever see them again. But I was like, I'm going to see these people for a week. We're going to build a friendship for a long time. We've had a lot of Yacht Week weddings, actually. People come back. I believe it. And we've got lots and lots of Yacht Week babies. We've actually got (laughs) baby grows with Yacht Week on. And when people say, we had a Yacht Week baby, they get a little baby grow in the the post um, with Yacht Week. Sticker in training on the back. Um, you should get ordained and you can do the weddings. It should be- <laughs> <laughs> I would well, love that. We own Fort George. So uh, yeah. the fort is a place where we have one of our parties, but it's also an a la carte restaurant. And we do about 25 weddings a year there. And I would say probably one or two of those weddings every single year of people that met on Yacht Week and they wanted to come back and have their wedding at Fort George. So that's there's a lot of that that people meet and stay friends forever it's a it's a really bizarre different type of experience I think once you're on a boat which is essentially you know it sounds a bit more luxurious than it probably is Mm. once you've lived on it and you've created that bubble and those friendships you know there's a bit of hardship if it's raining it's not so great if it's really windy and you know you, you might get a little bit seasick but I think all of that goes away once you've experience the friendships and and so on with people I think it's possibly yeah it's definitely my favorite thing yeah bonding I feel like it's like a time warp I remember from the day we got on to the time we got off it felt like literally it could have been a month so the fact that it was (laughs) one week we were all like I feel like we've met so many people and been together for so much longer than it actually is too yeah you're there for a week but it, it, you're right, it does. It feels like you've been gone for a month. Right? Yes. <laughs> at the end of it, you're like, what do I even do for a job? You yeah. Know, yeah. It, it just, it's so unreal. How It, it made me just want to like disappear and sail forever and just never leave a boat. I'm like, I could do this every day. Yeah, we all had to rethink our life a little bit after. I needed some recovery time to get back to reality. I know. Uh, the, the, the way that somebody explained it to me once, they said, it's like going to the craziest end of year staff Christmas party where just is off the hook and you do that every single day for yeah. 35 weeks <laughs> and that's kind of that is it yeah that's, that's crazy Barry what are your some of your favorite stories or crazy situations I mean the whole thing is one week of partying so I'm sure you have a lot of crazy stories that you've either experienced or have been told Oh, there are many. Nothing that comes to mind that I think you kind of want to have broadcast on your podcast. <laughs> That's fair. You're like, this is exposing. So you have to go. No, really. I, I, there is something interesting that we are, that we're doing and trialing this year. And that's, we're calling it Yacht Week Confessions. So there's going to be a confession booth and guests can come and sit in the confession booth 
and talk about their experience, maybe confess to some of the naughty things that they've done in the week, uh, but also just talk about their experience as well. And we're, we're hoping that can become a feature piece for us where we can talk a bit more about it. And that's where, you know, you will hear the crazy bonkers stories of things that people do. And it's really difficult because you want to try and keep this blend of making sure that things are safe, making sure that people feel safe, but also you want them to have a hedonistic time if that's what they want to have. If you want to have an adventurous time, then sail more and climb the hill and go on the buggies. And you can make the week your own if you really want to. If, if you're not into like heavy drinking and partying, we have hit classes and we have run clubs. There's a there's hundred different ways that you can experience the yacht week. And in all of those, all the craziest stuff normally happens with a beer in hand. Watch this space for more on the Yacht Week Confessions. That's awesome. I can't wait to listen. I kind of wish we had a confession booth at ours. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That would have been good. You have all these great things coming. So you talk about community and such, but do you have any more goals for Yacht Week? What's coming in 2024? Yeah, so in 2024, we. We've got another part of our business called the Ski Week. So the Ski Week is like the Yacht Week, but on snow. <laughs> the Ski Week is like one of the craziest ski adventure things you can ever do. It's very similar to the Yacht Week in that you arrive on the mountain. We go we, in Obertown in Austria, in Aspen in Colorado. We've previously done Canada. We've done Japan. We've done Chamonix last year. But Ski Week, we then curate the whole week on, on the snow. So day parties, we did we did a long table lunch. So this is a snow table made out of snow. I think we had 400, 500 people on, at the top of a mountain on a snow table for lunch, pond skims, you name it. And this is the apres ski we really lean into. So the parties, obviously ski lifts normally close half past four or five. So the parties start earlier and they're quite rowdy. So we're launching Ski Week next week. It goes on sale. So we're just tossing up our website and so on for that to go ready. So we're going back to Obertown, which is the home of Ski Week. So that's coming up. We do that beginning, well, kind of in the fall sort of time. That's when we do it. We've got that. We then focus on the BVIs for New Year's in the Caribbean. We do two weeks over New Year's. And then we go to the absolute breathtaking Tahiti. So French Polynesia, it is like a different planet. It is so beautiful. And we sail around French Polynesia and we do two weeks in Tahiti. And then we come back, we've got our academy weeks for quarter deck and then straight into the summer again. We do something called a recce. So we will go and we're going to find new places to go and do Yacht Week. We've done Yacht Week in Italy, Thailand. We've done it in numerous places. But in order for us to find that place that's got a real sweet spot, we've got to get on a boat and we've got to sail, check the venues, all that stuff we were talking about earlier. It's getting all that background stuff done, negotiating with uh, venue owners, making sure that you can have all the moorings together, making sure that you've got the right style of yachts and enough of them for when you want to operate. So we've been looking at doing a few different places. We were considering La Paz in Mexico, Sardinia, Montenegro. There's a few different places for us to go, which are really sweet spot for the Yacht Week because they've got an archipelago of islands. 
you can it's got enough variation you don't have big rough seas so people don't get seasick it's they don't have these big epic sails so you're not sailing for six or eight hours a day you can get to and from places a lot better and there's a very few places in the world that can actually accommodate us at scale to go and do that but every sort of now this sort of time of year back end of summer is the time that we now go out and explore and try and find some new things that we've got going on and then we have got some really cool products that we bring into the market which are going to be on land or maybe on on the water but more land-based events that we're going to be launching later on this year so keep your eyes peeled it'll be coming your way well i definitely am booking another yacht week or i think you just sold me on ski week because that sounds awesome but i'm sure that a bunch of our listeners are also going to be very interested and want to go back and read some more information on everything so how can people either get involved or book Yacht Week? So Yacht Week, I think the thing that we do really well is we explain what is quite a difficult product to explain. So if you go on our website, there's a page called How It Works. It's got explainer videos. And it'll tell you through the process of how that works. You know, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. It will give you a relatively good insight into how it looks and feels to be out there on Yacht Week. I've got a ton, an absolute bucket ton of content. We've got lots of people who organically blog about us. They're really excited to, to come on the Yacht Week. They, you know, getting their friends together is, is really exciting. So if you want to join us as a guest, please, please do so. If you wanted to come and work as a skipper or a host, then the website that you need to go to is Quarterdeck. So Quarterdeck will, again, the website will tell you how you join, what licenses you need what experience you need and then you can just sign up to join us for academy for next year and you know we're quite i'm quite sold on making sure that we are we take care of our people through the way so we get a lot of hosts who join us obviously there's a lot of our skippers that are just dudes and my my passion is about trying to create a little bit more diversity there with we do what we call zero to hero so we, we're getting a lot more girls to come on and be skippers i think we've got quite a few this year that they were host and then they go away they do their sailing licenses and they come back and do academy and then they come on as a skipper as well so trying to get that together so so you know yes getting your licenses can be a bit costly but if it's something that you wanted to do otherwise just come on as a host and if you can cook and you are amazing with people you're a shoe in Perfect. Thanks so much for sharing that. And for people listening, we'll have that linked down in the bottom um, of this episode. So it's easy for you guys to get to. But Barry, we like to end all of our guest episodes with your favorite quote. So what is yours? This is hard because I saw when, I, when, I, when you first sent me this as a, a thought, and this is maybe not a quote, but it's something that I think I say a lot to my team and people. And I think it's probably something that you can live with in life. And it's just don't be a dick. But for me, when you want to check yourself and you're working in close quarters with somebody on a yacht and it's been stressful, you know, being a dick is a choice. <laughs> and I just think that if we, we talk about this a lot with our teams and stuff where you're taking care of guests, they've, they've taken their hard-earned time and money to come and put their trust in us to deliver this great experience and a large portion of that can be ruined pretty quickly by somebody's attitude 
somebody the way they they talk or the way that they deal with stress or the way that they deal with customers or, or each other and i think that for me the the overarching thing is as a part of this community and being a member of the team that has to deliver that best week of your lives you can't do it unless you've chosen your attitude and if you're choosing the attitude to be a dick then it probably won't work so i don't know if it's my favorite but it's the one that comes to mind. <laughs> no, that's great so if anyone's listening listening and you submit a cover letter have don't be a dick at the end and you'll probably get the job there Absolutely. you go <laughs> perfect well thanks Barry so much for being on today I'm really excited for our listeners to tune in and check out the yacht week and the ski week and we will see you all next episode fantastic thanks very much guys